Welcome to the Bread and Circuses podcast, brought to you by Digital Pizza, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy this shit show. Welcome once again, Bread and Circuses Podcast. I am Rooster with Crow. Hose, hose, hose. Where the hose at? Black Santa, 2018. <laughs> you know, I don't think I've ever given you enough credit for putting together that uh, that intro music. You gonna gonna keep going with your jingling bells? <laughs> Fancy, huh? I thought you were gonna be like, ho, ho, holy cow! <laughs> Here we are. No, I th- I've always liked that intro music, and I thought you did a great job of getting it put together. Sweet. Took me 40 episodes to get there, but uh, <laughs> i tell you that, but I always like it. It's upbeat. All right, lots of stuff to talk about. Lots going on in the world. So let's just get into it. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm getting some cold feet on the Trump thing. Well, everybody's a little bit worked up about... Uh... <clears throat> that he's talking a big game and all of a sudden with the wall it's not it doesn't seem like it's going to happen and then they pull this last minute bullshit when they had plenty of time beforehand which i don't necessarily think that's true because they still didn't have enough senate votes to get the wall funded or built if they wanted to right? what last minute bullshit are you referring to um i'm talking about the wall funding yeah so so last minute before the before the congress changes over to democrat control right that's what i'm talking about where oh, all, okay. all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, the Republicans are like, "Yeah, we need to have this this uh, bill, and we need to get wall funding in there." It's like, uh, "Why weren't you fucking doing this the last two years?" Well, I think it's just my opinion that there are a lot of Republicans who don't want to build the wall, and I don't, I don't buy that whole "well, they want cheap labor" thing because there's just as many Democrat-run businesses that want cheap labor. I think it's because they just like the didn't want to defund Obamacare. They don't want to be the ones who say, you know, we we uh, got rid of pre-existing conditions. They don't want to be tagged in a re-election with saying, well, we built a wall to keep brown people out. We're big meanies. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're cowards. I yeah. think a lot of the, I think a lot of the sort of middle of the road Republican, and I'm not saying you should be an extreme Republican. I'm I'm just saying. No, you should be. Uh, you should be uh, an originalist or a constitutionalist, in my opinion. You should be as a Republican because otherwise you're just fucking Democrat light. I'm I'm talking about like the Bob Corkers of the world. I'm talking about most of the mainstream establishment Republicans are just cucks. So I'm not. I'm not a big fan. Boehner was a great example. Yeah, exactly. I just you know go along to get along. You know, I'm weeping. I'll all give. The time. I'll fucking give guy. you something now, and you'll give me something later, right? And people like Schumer and Pelosi are like McCain. Sure. My friends across the aisle. I don't Shut think up. I don't think Re- McCain was a Republican. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I honestly don't think he was. So I I think there's a lot of those out there. And so the wall thing was going to be tough. But when Trump sat there and I mean, like a boss, just going, eh, "We'll shut it down. See what happens." Yeah, I like how he, he said it, that. That wasn't my shutdown last time. It was your shutdown, and and uh, and, and he's like, "Well, it's going to be your shutdown now." And he goes, "Good, I'll, I'll own it. It'll be my shutdown. Call oh, what you said, want." <laughs> he goes, "He goes, I know, Chuck, that you can't do it. I know that you can't take it. So I'll do it. It's on me. I'll hold that mantle." Yeah. He goes, "I'll I'll shoulder I it. I like that. Good." And it, and Schumer just wouldn't even look at him, and they kept saying, "Well, we'll let's not have this here." 
Let's not I talk love about how the... Trump said, oh, what about the transparency? Yeah, it's called transparency, Chuck. <laughs> you know, come on. Let's do it right it now. It all seems too much like a, a stage show, though, with, you know, it's for our benefit, but with nothing, nothing's going to come of it. I, you know, I, we've counted, they've counted Trump out before, obviously, and he's come through with stuff. So, but he's, there's a couple things that are starting to creep in that are worrying a lot of even the hardcore supporters. It's number one, he's going through this bump stop ban thing, which, Bump stocks are stupid. They are. They're dumb. Um, I've. I, they are dumb. They make you. They make it so you can't shoot accurately. Yeah. And you can make a bump stock with rubber bands. You can make a bump stock with, with your belt belt loop. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's just a novelty thing, really. Uh, the fact that the guy in in um, where Vegas was Vegas the shooter supposedly used bump stocks. I'm still that that whole situation is still real sketchy. What happened there? We're not getting hardly any information. We should have way more information about what really happened there, and we haven't. It's just like shut down and and, and uh, swept under the rug. Well, regardless, no matter. Well, it's the short-term news cycle. They're on to other things, but regardless, whether or not he used bump stocks, he he shot a shitload of people. Yeah, I mean that's that's a fact you can't get away from. But here's the thing about the bump stocks: if he would have really, if he used bump stocks, which it's a probability that he did, it it, it would have adversely affected his accuracy except he's firing into a big crowd of people right from range so, so i i don't see how using a bump stock upped the lethality if if you're if you're picking shots without a bump stock i think you could be just as lethal not to be morbid or anything but uh, i just bump stocks weren't the problem in that situation it was it was um a, a lack of security at the hotel a lack of you know it was just all kinds of bullshit well allowed him to shoot faster but I think he still would have been able to get off most of those shots anyway. Yeah. But, I mean, hitting people in that crowd from the range he was shooting at is the equivalent of standing on a, the shore of a lake and hitting golf balls and getting water. I mean, it, it's just not hard. Yeah. It was a big sea of people out in front of him, and he had he had uh, elevation. and. But the bump stock band is stupid just because it's it's a, a piece of equipment you add on to your gun. It does not make it fully auto because... One trigger pull um, still fires the the round. It's just the fact is it makes the the the, the gun the gun rifle bounce on right. your shoulder basically, and then you just hold your finger in one spot, and the trigger kind of bounces against your finger. You're still doing one shot per trigger pull, so it's not a machine gun. It kind of lets you fire faster though. Uh, possibly yeah, a little bit maybe, but maybe but but it's so touchy but not more accurately no and it's touchy so it's it's not even all that you know it's 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 a stupid thing it's a novelty thing and it's it's a feel-good thing but it also they're talking about taking them away from people without um they're saying you have to turn these in otherwise you're going to be charged if you have these things after a certain date it's going to be a felony you have to turn these in no uh no payment or nothing yeah and that's the part that that's the part that bothers me. Yeah. I don't own a bump stock. I don't ever plan on buying a bump stock. I think bump stocks are no, stupid. No, if I wanted to shoot my rifle uh, like that, I would make just a belt loop bump stock just to see for fun. You know, make a, a silly, you know, temporary version of it. But I probably wouldn't because it's dumb. Yeah, it's stupid. So. But the idea that the ATF, was it alcohol, tobacco, firearms, and demolitions now? ATFD or something? Or Is explosives? That, I didn't even know that. Yeah, they added something else. But the idea that they can just tell you, yeah, it's illegal. I mean, no no real due process in there or anything, that bothers me. Yeah. I mean, how can you how can you tell somebody all of a sudden that suddenly a product they bought legally is illegal? And then that you have to get rid of it or turn it in um, without any kind of uh, 
uh, payment. Yeah, I mean, if you think or about reimbursement it, for it, or whatever. if you think about it this way, it's it, it's an ex, it's an extension of the eminent domain law. Eminent domain says the government can come take your land; they have to pay you a market value for it. So yeah. even in the Constitution, they can't just take what's yours. And so, I know it's not a great analogy because it it's not a deadly weapon. But say they said they didn't like your couch, and they just said, "Yeah, you have to turn that couch in." I mean, just pick any item. How about pools? Swimming pools. So yeah. You have to fill them in. Fill them in. Yeah. Because they're dangerous. They kill a bunch of kids. Yeah. It's just stupid. I mean, this. I, it's going to get challenged at the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court's going to overturn it. But I just the idea that Trump signed it bothers me. And it also me. reminds people when Trump sat down and was talking about, you know, uh, I, I like taking the guns first and uh, due process later. Remember, he had that statement at one point after the, one of the school shootings when they had the big room of the Democrats and the Republicans sitting around a table, and they're and he's like uh, telling, "Yeah, uh, you know, go work with Nancy on this." To his, to some Republican, yeah, and they're like uh, talking about mental health issues and all that, and taking guns for people that shouldn't have them. And he's like, "Yeah, I, I, I don't, I like due process. I, I like taking the guns first. It's like it was like a really bullshit thing to say." And everybody's like, "Oh no." Oh, boy. Yeah, didn't he? Isn't that one of him, one of those things about him getting out over his skis again, too? It was off the cuff and sort of misspoken. But this is just kind of like making people remember that. Yeah. Um, That reminds me. We got to get back to that New York, uh, uh, state of New York uh, legislature person and their gun control item. But I wanted to stay on the Trump stuff for now. So. You know, the bump stock thing bothered me just on principle that he would say, oh, yeah, fine. Go ahead and take him. I mean, if he's truly a conservative and this isn't a gun issue, it's a liberty issue. You shouldn't go say you're going to confiscate a legal item from somebody. Um, So him doing that bothered me. The wall thing bothers me because there are a lot of hardcore supporters are starting to bail on him saying, well, if you're not building the wall, what are you here for? That's kind of what we elected you know, That's what you all for. the chants were at your rallies. Build the wall. Yeah. That's what they were saying. And I, lock her up, which that is a, a ship that sailed. Well, you knew she was never going to get locked up. Yeah. There was no way. I mean, that was a, that was a great, uh, that was a, a great campaign thing, but there was no way she was going to get locked up. But the wall, I mean, it just seems there's a lot of people kind of bailing on him. Now he might, he might still be able to appropriate some money and move some stuff around and get that $5 billion he wants done. But what bothers me is if you're going to say, yeah, I'm going to shut it down, even if it's not a great idea, don't don't cave so fast. Yeah. So, I mean, I will admit it seems weird to me, but the guy's he's got a reputation and he's proven it, being a really good negotiator. So, I mean, he just knows way more than than me. Right. Which wouldn't be surprising. But it just on the surface seems really. But Pelosi and Schumer have such disdain for him. Um, and, and they're just complete obstructionist at this point. It's I don't know. I don't know how he's going to. Well, Schumer's such a pandering fuck. I can't stand that guy. And Pelosi, I mean, just you know, let her talk. Yeah. My thing is let Pelosi do what she wants to do, because there's already people in the Democratic Party that hate her. Oh, yeah. There's Republicans who won in 2016 running on, you know, this person I'm running against is a Nancy Pelosi person. Um, so, yeah, let her let her be in charge. I, 
She's not going to do any more damage than she was before, and she's just a... How old is she? She's like 80. Yeah, it's ridiculous. She's a freaking 80-year-old hag. Oh, she's been saying some real goofy shit, like senile shit, too, lately. Because so. she's fucking goofy. Yeah. You know, and people never get that... You know, you can say what you want about Trump living at Mar-a-Lago and all that shit. Nancy Pelosi is really fucking rich. I mean... I think her family owns vineyards and stuff, and she lives she lives pretty high in the hog in California. So this idea that she's got the common touch is such bullshit. I don't know why anyone buys that. They shouldn't. Um, but the thing that, uh, you know, other people are giving him shit about, Marco Rubio and um, Lindsey Graham is the other one. I think Corker's doing it too, about Syria. And I got to admit, I got my mind changed on this one. You know, when they said, oh, we're pulling out of Syria, um, you know, all of our all of our people that we worked with there, like in Iran when we left, or Iraq, we left the first time. We left a lot of enemies out out to dry when we went, went and got Saddam Hussein. Oh, wait, no, a lot of allies. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Misspoke. Um, that they say this is going to happen again, like the Kurds, the Syrian Kurds have been fighting with us, are all going to get murdered and everything. And then... Then I heard uh, Rand Paul get up there and he said, look, we won. We smashed ISIS. Yeah, there's a few of them out there, but we scattered them. We took basically everything they had. We kicked the shit out of those guys. And they headed for the hills. And we've got, what, 2,200 soldiers in Syria? It's just not, we don't need to be there. Well, people say, well, it's a check on Assad. It's like, we don't need a check on Assad. We don't. Look, most of the world is a shithole. Yeah. 75% of the countries, I think, are places you wouldn't want to live. I I honestly believe that. And I mean, there are there are countries out there that are nice to visit, but would you really want to live there? I mean, look at a place like Jamaica. Sure, it's great to go and stay in all-inclusive and all that stuff. Drive through Kingston, you know? It's it's not a great town. Right. So, I mean, I think most of the world is a version of that. You either and by shithole, I don't mean your country's a mess like Pollution-wise, although it might be, I mean that you don't have the liberties you have here. You don't have the there's graft and corruption and yeah. bribery galore. It's, it's like, just yeah. Yeah. you know your safety is a tenuous thing. I mean, right. when you're looking at countries like Italy and Spain and Greece that are sort of teetering on the verge of bankruptcy, I mean those are those are Western European established countries. If a country like that can go down, they're not in the 75% I'm talking about. Right. But I mean, you. No, I want, I'm, I'm happy we're getting out of Syria, too. I think it's bullshit. I we think should. The, I think the bombing, the last round of bombing we did against Assad was bullshit, too, because I think the whole chemical weapons against his own people, I think that's a fucking. I, I, I honestly think it's a conspiracy to, to make him. He didn't do it. He'd be stupid to do it. And I think it's bullshit. And I think they had these white hat guys going in there. They're supposed to be aid workers, but they're, they're fucking shady motherfuckers, too. They go in there and they set things up to make it look like uh, 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 humanitarian disasters are happening when it turns out that they're setting it up and, and there's basically crisis actors over there is what they're doing. You're pulling a little Alex Jones here. Yeah, but that's, I mean, that's what they do, those white hat guys. Um, and the, the whole thing about uh, Assad using chemical weapons when he was at the precipice of winning a battle or uh, the war, basically. And then all of a sudden he's using chemical weapons on his, on, on, it's just, it doesn't make any fucking sense. And I'm oh, like, stay I, the fuck out of there. No, I totally believe it. That I, he did? Yeah, uh, I 100% uh, believe it. Because just like the Saudi stuff, killing the, killing the reporter, 
I mean, the way they brutally murdered that guy. I just think, I think those Middle Eastern leaders, for the most part, are just, they can't, I'm not saying they are animals, they can act like animals because they've got absolute power and no check on them or anything. Yeah, they, they, but and Assad doesn't, come, doesn't strike me as uh, as an idiot. He's been interviewed, and I've watched the interviews. I mean, yeah, he can come across as like a mild-mannered dude, which he does with his little lisp, but uh, but he doesn't come across as an idiot, and it just seems stupid to have done that so blatantly. Just to just to make sure that we get back involved or stay involved there, it's just I don't I don't like it. I don't like the I, I just get out of there, let them do their thing, uh, just like with with uh, Saddam Hussein. I mean, we we should have when he when he uh, went against the treaty or whatever by firing at our planes or whatever. Yeah, you punish him for that, but then you don't do the whole depose him thing. Or same with um, uh, what was it? Um, Clinton's. Um, Who's the guy that they, they deposed? The uh, the uh, uh, Arab Spring. What, what country? Uh, Libya. Okay. So Libya, we we got Gaddafi. rid of Gaddafi, and he and that, that basically allowed the Muslim Brotherhood to take control. Clinton to get rid of Gaddafi, not, though. But Obama. she not she didn't get rid of him, but she was bragging about it. Um, oh yeah, that's under what Obama. Me, that's what when Clinton remember, was yeah, Secretary what, of yeah, State. Yeah, that's what made me remember it. But uh, that that was us meddling where we should not have been meddling. Yeah. So, but I think I think the Assad thing. I think it's an absolute power deal. I I agree that he is probably intelligent. I agree that he comes off as sort of mild mannered. I think that's an act. Yeah, it could be. I'm I think not. that most of those dictators are brutal people uh, because I think if you don't have any checks on you, that's sort of human nature to be like that. And it wouldn't surprise me if he did it because he could. Well, and then he's got the Russians backing him. Regardless. Um. We shouldn't be there. It's none of our business. We're not. We well, and there's no real good factions to back over We don't there. need to be the world cop, but I'll take it even farther. Why the hell do we have troops in Japan? Why do we have troops in South well, Korea? Well, because supposedly their constitution doesn't allow them to have a military, so that's No, why. no, no. The treaty they signed with us at the end of World War II tells them not to have a military. Yeah. We should tear that up and go, go ahead, knock yourselves out, have a military, yeah. defend yourself. So we should get our troops out of there, or Okinawa, or wherever they are. You know, we certainly don't need troops in Germany. What the hell for? You know? Well, it's, a lot of it's what staging in case things go to shit. Yeah, have. but we don't need it. Our, some of the bombers we have take off from Missouri. Yeah. I mean, because they can fly there. Why do we have any in South Korea? Let South Korea be their own army. We got like 75,000 troops in, in South Korea. What the hell for? Yeah. You know? So it's it's stupid. So I 100% agree them getting out of Syria. I mean, yeah, it's only 2,200 troops, but it's 2,200 people that come home to their families. Well, it's also a, kind of a de-escalation with Russia, you know, the tensions with Russia. I, Russia, I don't like Russia. I don't like Putin. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fanboy of Putin. I don't think he's a good guy. But also, I don't think this, uh, you know, antagonizing Russia unnecessarily is a good thing either. Well, there's... There's a time and a place to do all that stuff. You know, when, uh, and I think when Reagan did it with um, Gorbachev. Gorbachev, Russia was kind of a paper tiger at that point. Yeah. And I still think they are. I think. Well, their economy is like less than Texas. Yeah. I think the Russians and the Chinese appear really strong with their militaries. I don't think they're that strong. Um, regardless, 
I think when when Reagan told Gorbachev, tear down this wall, I mean, that was sort of his, hey, let's step outside kind of thing. And Russia knew they couldn't do it. Do that on that stage. Don't fight these little pissy battles and shitty backwater which, countries. Which doesn't affect us. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. You know? And we don't need we don't need friends in Syria. Well, and Assad is against the Muslim Brotherhood. He's fighting the Muslim Brotherhood over there. If he is gone and Russia's influence is lessened, the Muslim Brotherhood takes over, then what? Then the Christians over there are fucked in Syria. Yeah. So Assad is keeping basically keeping the Christians over there from being massacred. So, you know, it's six of one and half a dozen another with them. Well, I think back, I, I remember reading this article. I wish I had it, could cite it, but it was saying that um, part of the reason they think 9-11 happened, the path to 9-11, was that the Clinton administration started saying, we don't need to be dealing with these shady people anywhere in the world. You know, let's deal with sort of the good people and let's let's stop having these dealings with the uh, that came along in the Carter administration and that... Uh, uh, Reagan sort of let happen with the Afghanistan troops and stuff. I mean, Afghanistan is where um, Saddam Hussein was, or not Saddam Hussein. Um, Bin Laden. Bin Laden was trained. And the CIA trained that guy yeah. to fight the Russians. And so the Clinton administration comes along and says, let's not deal with these kind of dogs anymore. These, um, and. Uh, but then when they, when they were warned about Bin Laden, they're like, that's nah, not our problem right now. And I, I say dogs, and I think what what I remember the the Clinton administration saying was sort of mangy curs, you know, um, not attacking Middle Eastern people per se. So you can all calm the fuck down, um, but just that idea that there's shitty people that we're dealing with. Let's just not deal with those. And sometimes you got to side with some shitty people to fight some other shitty people. You got to pick who you're on sides with. And so, but Syria is not one of those. Th- there's nobody in Syria that, if they won, we'd go cool. No, you know, it's just a, it it's a shit show. It's always gonna be. So let it let it be. Plus, I think with us cranking out more oil now, pretty soon we're probably not even going to need those guys. Right. So. Well, this has been a downer for a Christmas episode. <laughs> I guess was it? Did you did you did think? You, it was, did you not hear the sleigh bells? Yeah, Jingle, I did. Jangling, jingling at the beginning. Yeah. It was supposed to be lighthearted. Yeah, what happened? I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm going to break open this. Uh, I've got a bottle of <clears throat> Boom Island Yule 2018 Holiday Ale. It's bottle conditioned ale brewed with spices. It's got a little uh, cork in it, a little uh, champagne twisty thing on it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pop her open. We're gonna have a little. You're gonna, we're going to lighten this up a bit in here. You're going to blow a hole in the drop ceiling down here. Well, let's just hope it doesn't over. I, it's been sitting here not shaking up, so hopefully it's not going to. I don't know anything about alcohol other than the bottles it comes in, but I've always heard that champagne's not supposed to pop. Uh, but every bottle of champagne I've ever opened did that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I believe that. So, I don't know, but now they're back to wine with screw-on tops. Oh, Oh, there you go. Well, that was pleasant sounding. All right. Well, it smells different. All right. <laughs> that's, that's neither uh, neither um, positive or negative to say that. Why don't you bang on the table some more? Well, they can tell I'm doing stuff. 
put ice in, put ice in cups and all right. That was right down my gullet. Sure was. <laughs> now you have to let that set and let the let the head settle a bit. Can you hear that fizzing? Ooh, now that smells a little bit worse. It smells a little fruity. It doesn't smell bad. It needs to be colder. I'm going to let it debubble a little bit. Well, if you don't like it, I'm really not going to like it. Should have been should have been on ice. That's sitting <laughs> on the table here. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not gonna... And yet another commercial for Boom Island here. You are not going to dig that. I'm sure it's excellent, though. That's not bad. Really? It's got a pretty bad aftertaste. Just because I Oh, my warm. God, it does. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's got kind of a skunky aftertaste. No, it's not skunky. It's just... Yeah, it does. Good. It's just dark beer. And yeah. whatever spices they have in it. So, it's time to savor the spirit of the season, according to the bottle. So, Jingle, jangle, jingle. All right, you wanted lighthearted. What's on your Christmas list this year? My... My Christmas list? That would be my Amazon list. I know. What's on it? All kinds of stuff that I didn't that I didn't take off before before the season that I don't want anymore. And then like relatives were going through the list buying it, so I'm getting shit I don't want anymore. <laughs> That's okay. what I heard. So what's on your list that you do want? Um Give me a couple things you want that you're like What do I if want? If I could get this for Christmas, this would be great. Uh Trying to think. Boy, I'd have to, I'll have to bring it up. Okay. Um, so I just want Tiny Tim to walk again. Besides that, I, I don't oh, need anything. Isn't that special? I know it is. All right. Well, seriously, what do you... Well, you don't want anything, right? I don't want anything. You never I have it. enough stuff. My house is, like, too cluttered with things right now. Okay. So my problem is on my Amazon wish list... Yeah. Is I didn't update it. I have stuff in my cart. And when you put stuff in your cart on Amazon to buy, and you decide, ah, maybe I don't want to spend that kind of money right now, you can save it. So it goes, it stays kind of in your cart, but not as something you're going to purchase. Uh, and so I have a bunch of shit saved in my cart that I didn't put on my wish list. Wish list. So that's the stuff I wanted, and I should have put it over my on my wish list. But let's see here. I've heard one thing you're supposed to do with uh, Amazon is put stuff in your cart. And then take it out and check out, you know, without it in there, like log off the site. And they will oftentimes send you a thing that says, hey, that item's 25% off. Oh, uh, they used to. They don't do that for me anymore. Uh, let me see here. Oh, right. I want one of those uh, those Blink cameras. They're security cameras. Okay. Seen those? Yeah. They're simple and you can they're weatherproof and you just stick them outside and put in two AA batteries they're supposed to last for two years and then they alert your phone if there's movement um so that would be cool for uh security purposes we got one of those ring doorbells Mm -hmm. so my wife got it she was putting it in while i was away at work it doesn't work oh that sucks no it's not that it doesn't work she did something and shorted out the doorbell box so she goes I need you to fix this. <laughs> like, I yeah. I can't fix that. I don't even know what's wrong with it. So she's she's mad. Hmm. And she spent an hour and a half on, 
you know, texting with Ring, and they're like, try this, try that. None of it worked, so and they're like, yeah, an sorry. So now we have to have an electrician yeah. come out and do it. Good times. Yeah, I know. And our neighbor who put one in, he even comes over and goes, well, I'll look at it. And he goes, well, yours is nothing like mine. <laughs> I've got a – I started using fountain pens, so I've got one here right now. It's not – it's kind of a cheap one. But is that to go along with your handlebar mustache? Well, they, they write thicker lines. Which, since my vision is deteriorating, I can uh, I can see easier. But uh, indubitably, I've got a better fountain pen on my on my list. It's not the greatest. It's not a fancy dancy one, but it's got good reviews. And uh, while you're looking for this, I'm going to get the lucite brick ready. Some some Elvis glasses I've got on there, like the like the gold Vegas glasses. Yeah. What the fuck for? I just think they're awesome. With this, with this mug, with this face, wouldn't that look awesome having a pair of those on? Sure. Yes, oh, absolutely. By the way, uh, so Rooster doesn't want anything, but he's getting something from, from uh, me right now, so I'm passing him. Is this going to explode? Passing him. No. Um, just keep it on that side of the table there, and we'll be good. <laughs> oh, I have to tell you. So About oh. the farts break litter bomb guy? No. Everybody's seen that. Oh, my God. This is awesome. <laughs> Sweet. There's another... It's a rooster mask. Well, there should be something else in there. There is. Huh? There is. Oh, okay. There's an e-cigar oh, okay. in there. there we I go. love those things. All right. Here, how's it look? <laughs> it looks fantastic. Awesome. You know what it smells like? Hmm. It smells like your dogs. <laughs> <laughs> they may have played tug with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, sir. Yep. Um... Uh, where was I? Oh, um, I can think of one thing. If somebody came into my, I mentioned this before, came into my closet at home, took everything out except maybe like five or six things I like and started all over again and was like, there, this is the stuff, this is the stuff you'll like. And this is the stuff that goes together. You know, they have a, like a, what is it? Loot crate style thing for just for that. Yeah. But they're really expensive. Are they? Okay. Yeah, like, I looked at that one time trunk club to, like, send you shit. It's like 500 bucks a trunk. Oh, that's I'm like, crazy. yeah, no thanks. So. Well, I got a, a portable digital recorder for 140 bucks on my wish list in case we want to do, like, um, uh, remote, re- you know, interviews with somebody. Oh, um, yeah. Out on the street interviews cool. or something. So that would cool. be pretty cool to have. That's that's for our, our listeners' pleasure, too. <laughs> That's my gift to them if I get that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, and then a bunch of weird shit that I really don't want anymore. Oh, I got a Donald Trump challenge coin on here. Oh, it's sold out. Oh, so too maybe, bad. Well, maybe somebody got it for me before it sold out. So. I'm sure they did. <laughs> All right, here we go. Do most bad experiences turn out for the best? No, absolutely not. Can you what think of f- Can you think of one that did? A bad experience that turned out for the best? Yeah. I mean, yeah. If you, like sometimes you'll lose your job and you'll end up getting a better job because of that. That's a bad experience that becomes a good one. But if you lose your fucking hand in a fucking um, wood chipping incident, that's not – that's something good's not going to come from that. Well, sometimes it will, but not always. I had a really terrible job. It was a sales job, and I was not good at it. But I learned probably more from that terrible job than I ever learned from all of my other ones combined. Is that a no on that stuff? No, it's actually, I uh, had that ice cube in there and it made it colder. It actually tastes better now that it's cold. So this is one that has to be chilled before you drink it. No. No, thanks. Ugh. 
<laughs> not a dark beer guy. Sorry. Yeah, I used to be in. Not anymore. Okay. Uh, is it more charitable to spend your money or time? Your time. Yeah, I think I'd have to agree. Yeah. To well, if you if you're, if you're, if money's tight, and you still spend, still give money, you know, away and forego, you know, a few creature comforts, then that might be. But I think time is more valuable. Yeah, probably. Although I think if you get enough, like the Salvation Army kettled things, if you had enough people that were just passing by, like throwing in ten bucks, I think that would. That would benefit them better than your time, probably. Yeah. So, I don't know. Oh, I got another thing on my list here. Pringles, potato crisps, crisps, seaweed flavored. What's the matter with you? <laughs> we have to tell everybody what you've what you've done the last few years with your family at Christmas. It's becoming a tradition. So, was it, you started like four years ago? Uh, no, it was just a few years. I mean... We started with bugs, so we'd have like we'd have uh, at Christmas dinner instead of doing a full dinner, we do like a bunch of appetizers because everybody gets filled up on appetizers right. anyway. So we yeah. just do that. But I brought over a bunch of dried bugs, like crickets and grasshoppers and all that. Yeah, it was you know dried mealworms and grubs and all that. The and water bugs were not. No, that was edible. In the first year. That was in the first year. And then the second year, I had to go crazier, so I got like the more elaborate bugs. Oh, so, wasn't that when there were like that toe cutter bugs or something? Yeah, they're toe biters. Those are those giant water bugs. If you live in Minnesota, you've probably seen them. They've got they look like flat, long brooches with big pincher mouths. They're ugly as shit, um, and they call them, call them toe biters because I guess they play dead. Uh huh. And then and then you know if you did they go in your shoe or whatever they bite you. But so I had those pretty much inedible. Uh, rhino beetle. Ugh. Which is almost pretty much inedible. They're uh, huge. Scorpions. Yeah. So stuff like that. So, you know, getting more and more elaborate every year with the bugs. And then now bugs got kind of played out. And then so then last year we did the surstroming. And if you've seen this YouTube video, it's pretty funny. The the guy says uh, he's got his wife and daughters and he tells them, hey, uh, uh, we'll make sure you get extra presents or you're going to get their good presents, but the only way you'll get them is if you sit down with me and I open this can of Sostromi. It's it's fermented Swedish fish. Um, and not Swedish fish like the sour candies. Is it Swedish? Yeah, it's Swedish. It's, I don't know if it's well, Swedish. Well, one, one of the Norwegian. So anyways, it's, it's... It's like salted and lied fish in a can. Yeah, it's it's not salted. Be, I can't remember because I, I don't think they could. They didn't have the salt to preserve so this okay. is this was like a fermented fermented fish that's how they preserved them so um this guy cracks open the can so he, he says if you can sit through it while i eat it you can get your gifts his wife gets a spot and his daughter gets a bike yeah oh uh, i thought his wife got a diamond or something whatever oh but yeah that was had two it, yeah. daughters yeah so he cracks it open and immediately it's just like it was like oh god oh <laughs> mom is just like Bleh. yeah she's driving right away i think she runs off almost immediately she did yeah. one of the daughters runs off and starts puking and the other one's just sitting there and he actually tries to eat it and finally he just starts puking out it's like yeah and the one girl that's sitting there sit through is like daddy i made it i, I did it I, i'm getting my gift right <laughs> everybody's like you can hear them all hurling in the background nobody's mom. paying attention to her the mom's off and the little the so it's like the mom the little girl the dad and and the older of the girls yeah the girls are what, like four and seven, maybe something like that. Yeah, the little, the seven-year-old, like 
sits through the whole thing. Yeah, and then at the very end, when everybody's off camera puking, except the little girl that was sitting there, she's like, "Well, I won, right?" I get, and everybody's like, "Nobody's paying attention." And then that video goes off. So this is pretty funny. So I figured, okay, we got to up the ante. Uh, we got to do the sastroming, uh, fermented fish. So uh, my my family had seen that video. They're like, "There's no way we're doing that in the house." And so we got it set up in the garage and had the heaters running. It's Minnesota here, so it gets pretty cold. And uh, had the heaters running out there. Not this winter. No. Um, and uh, they, we videotaped it, and it went pretty much exactly the same, the same way. <laughs> you d- you took that stuff like a champ, though. Yeah, I, I actually was able to. I was the only one of the group that was able to eat it and take seconds without uh, without puking. Yeah, you were like, hmm, no, this wow. is... This is actually kind of tasty. I mean, it, you, your face wasn't really lying, yeah, but yeah. you were holding it together pretty was, good. And then pretty, my eyes were pretty, probably pretty glazed. And then your nephew was like, "Do some more," and you're like, mm, "Okay." And you went, and then you you like chewing it, and you went, "Okay, yeah, I'm done." Yeah, yeah. Turn off the video. <laughs> you're waiting for me to puke. It's not going to happen, but I'm going to spit this out. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's bad stuff. It's when I ordered the can off Amazon. Um, it's called Surstroming. S U R S T R O M M I N G or something like that. I got the can, and the can was swollen. You know, they like botulism, basically. <laughs> I'm like, well, they're cheaper if they're like that. Yeah. So I'm like, well, this this is an indication how this is going to be. And then as soon as you break open the can and the and the smell hits you, it is it's bad. It's a I tried to describe it. It's like it's like a it's like a hardcore liquid diarrhea. And then somebody tried to clean it up with some sort of weird chemical. That didn't quite work, so it's just a mixture of so diarrhea, like both smells. Yeah, it's a, it's a mixture of of of, uh, of chemical and biological stench. So it's like the amped up version of like sweaty, gross people who put too much perfume and stuff on. You can still smell both. Yeah, it's yeah, just but, that yeah, it's yeah. like a hundred times worse. Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. Yeah, it's worse than nut cheese, that's for sure. You had to work nut cheese in again, didn't you? All right, last table topic. Should everyone be required to work in a service industry at some point? In no. As someone who uh, works in the service industry, I'd say yes. Just I wouldn't say you. required. I would say they'd probably benefit from it, but uh, no. Fuck this. Yeah. I I see what you're saying. I still, uh, I don't know. They're working at a video store, is that considered yeah. a service industry? Yep. Okay. I mean, just just to experience the whole customer service thing and dealing with it. Yeah, i i do I do think as big as a libertarian as I am and everything, I think we should. I wouldn't object to two years of compulsory military service. Israel does that, right? Yeah, um, I think Switzerland does too. Okay, and if you uh, if you don't want to serve in the military, you just do two years of. I th- I, I'm actually fine with that. Also, and if you don't, then you don't get to vote till you're 26. <laughs> well, those countries have it, but they also have a bunch of free stuff. Like, I mean, it's free college and all that. I think they should have something that says, look, tell you what, we'll pay for free college for you, but you have to do two years in the military or something like that. I mean, at least you'd earn it. Yeah. So didn't we really kind of have that with the GI Bill anyway? Yeah, pretty much. I don't know exactly how that worked. All right, uh, Paris riots. All right, let's get into this. So from what I understand, this is a working class riot 
and we're talking full-blown riots. I mean, people have been killed. It's happening on the weekends for the most part. But the Paris has brought it, well, France has mobilized 70,000, 70,000 law enforcement people across the country, 5,000 of which are in Paris alone. That's a small army. Um, and there are these yellow, they're called yellow jacket rioters. And the yellow jackets are required by drivers to have in their trucks to identify them better, I guess. And so a lot of these, a lot of these. That's just a safety feature. Yeah. So a lot of these yellow jacket rioters who are, tend to be sort of non-educated middle and lower class are rioting. Originally it was set over the gas tax and we're, I was doing a little math on this. So a gallon of gas in France costs $7. And they're, um, the idea is that these are rural people who are complaining that this gas tax is going to affect them more adversely. So they have a 50 cent gas tax to go, to go from $7 to seven fifty is less than 10% on a gallon of gas. Right now, a gallon of gas in the United States is about, I think the national average is two thirty six when I looked yesterday. So let's just call it two forty. If you went to two dollars and fifty five cents, I think my math is right. That would be about the equivalent of the increase. Yeah, I ciphered and it checked it, and it, it, it adds up. Yeah, sure you did on your fingers, Mister Math Genius. Maybe two sixty. Point is, if we did that same increase, <laughs> look on your face. When you drink that stuff, I told you it was skunky beer. It's bad. Well, I just I just poured another thing without ice, and it was yeah. It was don't bad. don't do it. I'm all done with that. Are you one of those people who bites tinfoil with your fillings too and goes, "Ow, oh, that hurts," and no. keeps doing it? Nope, nope. Okay. So anyway, my point is, I don't think this is just over gas, um, and it seems to be that the Vice from HBO did a uh, did a thing on this. Uh, about it being, you know, just sort of a middle class, middle working class revolution. And that's what some of the people they're talking to are uh, are saying about it, that it's a revolution. They want Macron to resign. And uh, I, I mean, I don't think the guy can run his country. From, from what I understand, but I haven't been keeping up on it the last few days. But before that, I understood that there there were the left and kind of the right, the, the well, they're right. Uh, the working middle class were were all out protesting, but the left, the anarchists, were the ones that were doing the the destruction of property and violence. Well, the in the Vice report, they talked to a uh, they talked to a um, French official. They didn't identify her that I saw, and they were asking her, you know, what is this about? And she said, "Oh, it's really just elements of the far right and the far left that are." causing the riots maybe that's true i don't know how their political parties work over there but the point is people are getting killed and even if even if it's elements of the political extremes that are doing the damage you still have a shit ton of people that for almost a month now on the weekends have been protesting this stuff pretty violently about a week ago i saw a video of uh, martina mercota who's uh She's, I think it's Mercota. She's a uh, reporter for the Rebel. 
Yeah. Uh, she used to be a burlesque dancer in New York, but she was outed as a conservative. And then she got basically blacklisted from everything, so she couldn't work anymore. So the rebel hired her. Um, and she's been doing on-the-ground reporting stuff. And you know, have you heard of Jack Bixby? No. He's a British guy that basically got deplatformed kind of the same way. He he was from... Oh, I think you took... Yeah, from you Great should... Britain, and he wanted to come to America because his, his fiancé is an American citizen. And he wanted to become an American citizen. But he basically got, got blacklisted because he said to... On an interview at one point, he was talking to a liberal. And he said, well, I hope you don't get raped. Because she was talking about the migration thing, and basically they said, "Well, he just said, you know, he's basically uh, making rape jokes or rape, rape apology." And then all of a sudden, his all his visa was declined, and he couldn't come to him. It was, all kinds of bullshit was happening to him from from this. So now he I think, works for a rebel too. So him and Martina Marcota were over there when the riots were kind of just they weren't just starting, but they were kind of getting ramped up at that point. And they were on the streets, and they actually got penned in. Um, an area where they basically said the police were surrounding the whole area and not allowing any of the protesters to leave. And they were just lobbing in uh, tear gas after tear gas after tear gas canister and um, basically um, hurting people left and then right and then back and forth and basically punch. She, her words were this, they're punishing us. And uh, Is that her? Yeah, that's her. Okay. So, yeah, she's got kind of a... Uh, 40s kind of vibe to her she's got a kind of natalie portman meets uh who's the like a more voluptuous version the one that was um the she was the burlesque dancer who was dating marilyn manson for a while oh yeah yeah anyway um uh dita von Tees. okay so they were they were her and bixby were there and all of a sudden, they're in the thick of it, and they're they're doing on the ground reporting. They did not expect to be in the middle of everything, and they've got video of this of just kind of like going everywhere, going there's this we can't get away from this tear gas, and they're like they're not allowing anybody to leave. They're basically corralling in the middle and just keep lobbing tear gas, and and finally she, she's like kind of going, we need to get out, coughing and you know whatever, we need to get out of here. And she's he's like Bixby was like worthless. He's like she's like we he's like I don't know what do we do. And she's like we need to do something. And you could tell she was getting pissed at him. And finally, she's like, we need to go to the police and tell them we're press. Get out of here. So they went to one line of police and go, we're press, we're press. And they kind of like motioned them, get away from us, motioned them along. And then they went to the next group and said, hey, we're press, we're press. And they let him through there. But it was like, it was pretty dicey. I was like, as a as a reporter on the ground there, you're, I mean, from the, not just the, not just the police, but the protesters themselves, you're in danger over there. Not, not And not from the ones that are, like not the working class people, but you're, there are the fringe elements that kind of just ingratiate themselves into that kind of thing because they like the 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 tumult of it. Yeah, they're, they're like, anarchists. You know, yeah, so they want to cause, and so you got to be careful about that. So well, it's like it's like being in a mosh pit. It's like there's some people in there because they want to just let off some steam. They don't want to hurt anybody. They want to slam dance, and yeah. then there's other people who want to get in there and there's punch other people, people that have that. They want to knock someone's teeth out. Yeah, yeah. They want to they want to get the perfect elbow in on someone's teeth. Yeah, so you'll see people like that. Yeah, in and those these guys, kinds of those, and those guys in mosh pits. It's funny they do get called out. They do get like, if if somebody knows that's what that person's all about, the rest of them would be like, "Fuck this guy," and either beat the shit out of him or get him out of there. Yeah, not that I'm a mosh pit aficionado. I've been to a few in my day. I did not enjoy them. 
So I'm not the type of guy that was trying to break people's teeth. I was just trying to go, okay, this is weird. This is an experience I had. I can say I had it, and I don't ever want to do it again because it's bullshit. You know, someday I am going to pay to get you to play I Never because there's like a million things that I would think, you know, oh, Crow's <laughs> well, never, never did done I this. Never that yeah, one. yeah. Okay. I never this. Well, yeah. Would you have thought I ever been in a mosh pit? You would. Yeah, that I wouldn't. Yeah. That I wouldn't be surprised then. But I never would have thought you'd dye your hair purple and go surfing. Yeah. So uh, here's a here's an article. If you don't, if you unless you want to keep going. No, here. go ahead. So this is from uh, December seventh. That was updated Friday, December 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 seventh. And it's from the spokesman. I don't know what it is. But uh, France girds for a weekend protest fearing more violence. Uh, anticipating a fourth straight weekend of violent protests, France on Friday mobilized armored vehicles and thousands of police, cordoned off Paris's broad boulevards, and made plans to shut down tourist sites like the Eiffel Tower and the Louvre. The heavy security will put central Paris in virtual lockdown Saturday against what, what the interior minister calls, quote, radicalized and rebellious people, unquote, who authorities believe will join members of the Yellow Vest movement that has been holding anti-government demonstrations. Nationwide, about 89,000 police will fan out in the streets and increase from 65,000 from the last weekend, when more than 130 people were injured and over 400 arrested as a protest degenerated into the worst street violence to hit the French capital in decades. Yeah, and... Apparently, it's happening in Brussels and London, too. Yeah. Um, I saw Nigel Farage. He's a former MP, uh, member of parliament. I guess that's what that means for, in England. And he's he's known as being sort of on the very conservative side. Right. And he was out there saying, look, it's not just happening in Paris. He goes, it's happening all over. Now, I don't know if that's true because I'm not seeing reports of it, but... I have seen the the videos of the yellow vests in Brussels, which is basically the head of the European Union, from what I understand. That's it all goes through Brussels, um, but it's happening in London too. They're not as violent, but they all have all these yellow vest people that are out there too. And it's funny if I I heard this, but I have not seen any video or any other reports to substantiate it. But I did hear at one point there were people in France yelling Trump was right. <laughs> I know that happened at the Mexican border. Well, no, they weren't yelling Trump was right, like at, in Mexico. Make Tijuana great again. Tijuana was saying that there were people were telling yelling Donald Trump was right and make Tijuana great again, but there were um, supposedly yellow vests in France yelling we want Trump. Yeah. Um, but you know Macron backed off on the tax. He's like, okay, we won't do it, and they kept rioting, and then they said we want to get rid of the, um, you know, the Paris Accord. They think the because this is basically a carbon tax yeah. they're levying. And yeah. they're saying the taxes in France are going to pay for all these immigrants. I don't I don't know if that's true. I don't have a good understanding of French politics or French economics or politics for that matter. But if people believe that, that could be a lot of why they're writing. And now they're saying they want Macron to resign. That They've got people there calling him a dictator. And so and he just – I think he's another – well, he got voted. He got voted in as he wasn't the whole thing is because he was supposedly a mild centrist, and that he got voted in to kind of prove that uh, that people like Trump weren't going to be the answer. People like him, the the, the political centrists and the mild mannered, you know, 
was supposed to be the way to go. And yeah, sort of the mild, mild mannered, go along with everyone, globalist, fucking cuck. That's what he is. Yeah. So. No, I'm I'm no fan of his. So, but then, who cares? I don't have to live there. uh, uh, Remember? Did you see this uh, pictures of the students opposing changes? Uh, in key high school tests protested Friday, a day after a video that was shared widely on social media showed the arrest of high school pupils outside Paris. Uh, did you ever see this picture? No. Uh, it's basically a bunch of high school kids um, on their knees with their hands behind their heads with a bunch of riot police all around them, and it just looks like... Really? Yeah, I got the picture up here. It's just pretty crazy. See. Here, I'll turn it. Here, hold on. So it just—I mean—the image is just like really. Do you bad. notice all those kids are white? Well, Do you then, know why? Because they're rhyme, they're rounding up the Nazis. Oh, that's yeah. Then then it makes sense. It makes sense. Makes makes all kinds of sense. So, yeah, I mean, this all this this globalism bullshit is coming to a head, and uh, is it though? Yeah, yeah, I think it is. I think. I think we're gonna. I think the backlash is finally starting. Uh, it's a little late because so much of this fucking, uh, so much of the damage has been done. See, I don't. I don't think it is. I think people are just drawing sides. I mean, I think you're getting some, like the. I I don't know what the Marrakesh agreement was that they came up with. To my understanding, it's a. I saw Sticks talking about it. That it's uh, it's some sort of globalist economy sort of thing. And that Russia and China were holdouts just because Russia and China like to hold out on that stuff. And we didn't sign it. But there's like a block of South American countries like Bolivia, Colombia, Argentina that aren't signing it. And then uh, Poland's not in and Italy's not in and some of those other countries like that. And that they're starting to say, well, like the Polish prime minister or president, when he was in that one interview that we were talking oh, about yeah, in the yeah, past. Yeah. Poland's well, for Poles. Yeah, and- they're pretty much fed up with this line that the uh, multiculturalism is a uh, is a benefit to to uh, countries and it's not and it's been proven that it that it's it, it makes the societies worse off than they were before uh it, it doesn't work uh you can't have multiculturalism and have a society that's a trusting society and a society that um functions that uh, functions as as a, as a whole because they have Two, two disparate uh, uh, outlooks. Well, people have their own self-interest in mind, and that's not a bad thing. It isn't, unless you're white. Well, I mean, like the Gordon Gecko speech in Wall Street, everybody gives a hard time to you. The greed is a good thing. Yeah. Greed is a good thing in the context that he's talking about. He's saying, look, if it drives people to want more and do better, this idea that you, in a capitalist society, that you just steal from other people is stupid. You know, you're creating wealth. You're not, you're not taking your money from poor people. You know, they don't, they don't have the money to take. They're not poor because someone else is rich. You know, that, that's not how it works. Economically, that's just, it's not the truth. It's a falsehood that people believe. You know, and this whole thing about, you know, Reagan and trickle-down economics never worked. Trickle-down economics was not a term Reagan ever used. It was a term that left a sign to say yeah to say i mean you can check that out the left came up with it to say this was his idea of trickling down and no what he was saying is when when corporations and people who can buy into them do better 
Everyone can do better, but you have to participate in the economy. You can't just sit there and let it happen. And this idea that people in one country will sacrifice so that the rest of the world can be better, that's not, not only is it not going to happen, I don't think it's a good thing. Well, here's part of the problem with a lot of the, a a decent amount of the immigration crisis in Europe right now is because of all the, um, the aid that has been doled out to, uh, Africa in the past, um, couple decades, uh, the population in Africa is booming. It's booming because the diseases are, are being treated or being put under control. And, um, you know, the mortality, the the birth rates, um, birth, infant mortality rates are dropping because of the, the access to med- medical uh, procedures and, and medicines and doctors and all that. And and all this aid is, is in allowing them to, their population to explode and they don't have the ability to sustain themselves at that population because they don't have an infrastructure for it. They don't have the ability to produce the food they need. They don't have anything they need to sustain that. So guess what they're doing? They're exploding out into the other countries that have these social welfare systems that weren't built to handle this kind of shit. So it's it's a whole fucked up situation. Right. But I saw this. I wish I could remember the name of this charity. Heard this guy being interviewed on a local radio station. And he um, he has one of these organizations or works for one of these organizations that sells. Well, not really sells, but sort of uh, takes through donations to provide farmers, you know, African farmers. And we're talking about people who you know, farm five acres of land kind of thing, just like barely sustainable to keep their family alive. They get them farming equipment that, and we're talking, you know, hand sprayers and things like that, 500 bucks worth of farming equipment. And now those people not only produce enough to sustain themselves, they have a surplus, which they sell, you know, to other people around them. And I thought that's a great thing. Right. That's how other people who want to be charitable can participate in the economy in those countries. But you're not having a government come in and saying, we're taking your money. Right. You have people who are prosperous because guess what? They live in a capitalist society with freedom and economic mobility who have extra money and a desire to help those people. But if you start coming in and saying, hey, you have to work harder so we can give these people stuff, people go, fuck you. I don't know those people. I don't care. You know, that's where that politics is local thing. People want to help people near them. And that's the thing that I think Washington has always struggled with when it comes to this is why is it that we have, you know, you walk back from the baseball game and you see a homeless guy sitting there. Why are you taking, you know... 30, 40, 50% of a person's income to to give it to the government who, guess, guess what, sends foreign aid off to countries that hate us in the UN, you know? And those things, you can say, well, that's not the same money, and I think you're right, but the optics of that are that it is the same money, and that's what pisses people off. And why aren't people allowed to keep more of their own money to spend locally to help their churches and things like that, that help all of these other people. And it's just this idea that you're going to, the globalist point of view is very close to communism, which is we're going to take from some to give to all. And the question is, where do you draw that line? And what's happening in France is people are saying, hey, the line got behind us now. 
We're not prosperous. We're doing okay. But now you're going to tax us to give money to the people in the line behind us. I don't like that. No, no matter where you move that line, you piss somebody off. And yeah, I think that instead of instead of creating a uh, a situation where the countries that are getting uh, aid are not really benefiting, their their population is growing, but they're still living in poverty and misery, and that they're spreading out and getting out of their country because the country is still miserable. That's not a good situation. Why are we, why are we, why is there money being funneled that way instead of trying to actually improve the situation and make the people that live there want to stay there? And I think this whole, you know, the population boom stuff is bullshit. I think if you're, if your country can't sustain that population, why are other countries meddling to, to increase your, your, uh, uh, infant mortality rates and, and, and population growth and, 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 you know, um, because people want to believe they're good people. They want a virtue signal. It makes things a lot stuff. worse for every fucking it body. It does. That, uh, making everybody live miserably, equally miserably, is that communist kind of fucking attitude. Well, let's let's not... I mean, we're not saying that charity is bad. I mean, charity is what... It can be. Well, I don't think charity is bad. I think governments trying to impose charity well, on I people think is there, bad. I think not just governments. I think institutions. There's The Lutheran charities in Minnesota are fucking ridiculous. What they do is they, they go over, they, they facilitate immigration of people that basically aren't going to contribute to, to our, our, our system. They're going to, they bring them into Minnesota. They don't have any kind of means of, of producing anything. They don't have any kind of, um, uh, skills that'll benefit society. They're going to be a drain on our society. They bring them over here and they go, we did a good thing. Now I've washed my hands of this government take over. Taxpayers pay the rest. Fuck you. Well, that might be an oversimplification. I can't say I completely disagree with it, but I will say I think you've gone a bridge too far. Now you have fucking Lutheran charities. Now you have pissed off the radical Midwestern Lutherans. Yeah, we all better buckle down and hide because they're going to come after us. So are they going to passive aggressively? What? Oh, you have no idea. They're going to just come out and stand in front of you and go like this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, shame. Uh, let me say it one more time. Fuck the Lutheran charities. <laughs> I fucking can't stand them. Disavow. Uh, I'm not going to go that far. We're coming up on the end here. So, all right. Um, this has been a fucking joy of a Christmas special. What did you think it was going to be? I don't know. <laughs> a little more lighthearted. That's why I brought all the booze. But too bad it's like undrinkable. <laughs> <laughs> I just I thought I'd say Merry Christmas and have shitty booze and everyone would be happy. Okay. Yeah. Well, it didn't work. Well, we'll uh, we'll try to make the next one a little bit uh, lighter uh, or at least more. Uh... No, we won't. Yeah, you're right. So <laughs> if if you want to get a, a hold of us and give us any um, recommendations for topics or complain or give us suggestions, it's uh, rooster at breadandcircusespodcast dot com or crow at breadandcircusespodcast dot com. And I did update the Facebook page, Bread and Circuses Podcast. Turn that shit off. Come on. <laughs> You're talking. You're not going to sing, are you? Uh, I have a, don't do it. I have all of our old, um, all of our old episodes on there. You can listen to everything. Drop us a comment, a like, whatever. See you, bye.